there i am subha a career growth coach and this is season 5 of small talk with raincraft with i'm hasita i'm a marketing consultant at motley crew and i'm so excited are we at season 5 already can you believe it please do look us up and catch earlier episodes too but let's get on with this one hasita i think now if i ask you to deep dive into anything it takes on a whole new meaning doesn't it Oh yes. <laughs> I am now a deep speciality diver. I have touched the very limits of recreational scuba diving and I'm I couldn't be happier honestly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I think you've been able to see some really amazing underwater creatures and spend some time with them. And realize that they all have personalities as colorful as ours if not more. Yeah, it's quite fascinating. <laughs> But let me ask you to unfortunately or fortunately deep dive backwards into 2023 it's that time of year right we have to wrap up rewind up recap and do all of those things what's the one thing that you're taking away from 2023 my dad always used to say that if something is meant for you the tide will take you along and i only discovered diving seriously in march this year so it's not actually been all that long right but the tide took me along there are some things in life which become spiritual and this has definitely become one of those experiences for me i have a lot of respect and devotion for the the world underwater honestly and it's driven so many of my choices for me of course making a choice and then making it right would be the biggest learning from this year that we are all capable and i think we all want to make those choices in life and say this is what i want this is what i don't want i'm definitely at that age and stage in life where i'm choosing much more mindfully but when i say making it right what i mean is some of these choices are complementary right they come with a lot of guilt they come with how will the rest of my family manage when i'm traveling yeah. this much mm-hmm. or what's going to happen at work this is a choice that makes me happy and now i have to explain it to the rest of the world <laughs> learning to not do that and learning how to let the simplicity of that energy because devotion is really the word i would use for this experience and when you are that devoted to something it shows and it makes a difference yeah it's been a year of figuring a lot out but mostly i think figuring myself out and learning that we all have the capacity to do many things and do them well and be happy doing it i think you captured that perfectly because from my vantage point that's exactly what i saw that mm. multiple opportunities presented themselves to you and hence you had choices to make and you made those choices like you said sometimes with confidence sometimes with that nagging guilt sometimes a little unsure who am i really <laughs> accountable to for this choice and maybe yeah. even pleasantly we discover we're not accountable to anyone we can't make this choice yeah and i think honestly in the choosing and in asking for accountability the person we are really asking for validation is ourselves so many times i think yeah. that was yeah. and i must thank you for especially one of those things where i said oh what will i tell my team how are they going to take the fact that i'm not available half the time and you said you don't have to tell them anything you just need to make sure the work is happening that is the only thing that you are accountable towards I think that was a big one and I want to also understand from you Subha because you started this year in a very introspective space in a very reflect yeah. kind of environment in some ways I think you were in January where I am now right in terms of really reevaluating a lot of choices it's been a big year for you as well so how did you know that this is a path that you want to follow or this is a path that you don't want to follow 
Interesting. And I think if I reframe it to what I am really taking away from how the year went, is that ultimately we need to keep our eye on the prize or keep our focus on something. Now, that mm-hmm. could be one thing, that could be three things, that could be even five things if you're able to find the time and the energy and the mental bandwidth to touch upon all of them. But I think mm-hmm. that bit of focus on something really changes the game for an yeah. individual. Yeah. Um, yeah. You stop floating and touching things and doing them because you have to and because you have time mm-hmm. for it. Why not? And why say no? And mm-hmm. all of that. And you move to a zone of saying, hey, it's coaching and everything else is largely a distraction. And if I can view things that present themselves to me with that lens and then Mm -hmm. say yes or no, whatever I feel like saying, whatever feels right at that moment, and then Mm -hmm. stick to that decision and keep going. I've said no to quite a few opportunities which would have taken me back to the earlier work that I used to do, either in terms of uh, corporate engagements uh, of a larger scale or writing of a larger scale and I think it's done me a lot of good it's uh, set Mm. me up well for the coming year and I think it's just that learning that focus on something let it take you to Mm. zone where you're so okay to do that for the next three hours or do something related to that for the next three months Mm -hmm. and not second guess it yeah yeah and it's interesting you speak about focus because of Instagram wisdom around what being should look like is about giving a lot of permissions, right? It's okay to take yeah. a break or it's okay to only show up at your 40%, which I think we all need, right? Yeah. We need those permissions and we all work in contexts where it's very easy to get taken advantage of if we didn't become aware of these things. But somewhere where I'm coming from is I, of course, spent quite a bit of time in therapy this year. And there was a point in time where my therapist said, you need to start moving from the older story and start telling new stories. Let's use the Prince Harry example. You've said your piece and what happened to you was terrible. It shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. And you brought about a certain amount of systemic change because it happened. But now move on and find your piece. Which somewhere I find that as much as, yes, social media is great because it democratizes access to a lot of these permissions and vulnerabilities. Somewhere it doesn't then also teach us how to move from that point forward, right? If I think of it as a marketing funnel, you're stuck at the top of giving yourself those permissions. But then what do you do with those permissions? And I think it's so counterintuitive, right? Because like you said, once you find that thing that puts you in the zone, you're not looking for permission to relax in the convention. That The doing of that work is relaxing in and of itself. Yeah. It's quite insightful how these almost subliminal messages really get to us and without mm-hmm. even realizing. And I yeah. truly feel what you're saying because I think there was a point maybe somewhere middle of the year where I kept seeing or hearing conversations like you have something on your mind and then you end up seeing And you know, it's not some divine intervention, it's the algorithm, but (laughs) you start seeing similar stuff. And I was seeing a lot of things which kept saying, hey, you don't have to do more. You can choose to do nothing or it's okay. You deserve a rest day or just the fact that you got up, you've (laughs) accomplished something today. Um, Because these things are true on some days. These things are not. Life truths. Yes, of course, I need permission not to get up and do stuff on certain days. But 
I don't need that permission on a daily basis. Correct. And it can be quite dangerous because I didn't see it in the moment because at that time you get caught and sucked into it. And then maybe a month or two later I was reflecting that why did I take it so easy last month? Because I could have done so much more. But this thing mm. of, hey, it's okay to take rest and it's okay to not do anything. You know what you want to do and you know what your focus is. And sometimes it can be very deceptively not useful yeah and of course speaking of divine algorithms <laughs> you watch one of something and then you're watching 10 of those without even really realizing it yeah so i think what i take away into the next year is that if you have a focus area if there's something that you really enjoy or you think you enjoy you want to learn more about it you want to do more about it then just don't get too distracted by other things but also stay the course Don't let this also dwindle into something very simplistic just because you can or just because somebody says, hey, you don't have to always give it your 100%. We know that some days your 100% is the middle of the graph. That's fine. But do that. Do that 50% that day. And we're having all these productivity conversations. And of course, the crown, the final season is on both our minds. Mm. Uh, Very nuanced piece of storytelling. And I'm just thinking for someone like the queen of a country to have gone through periods of the reign or the need for the royal family itself being questioned. And we also see from the series, sure, some of it might be not real, but finally she is a 75-year-old monarch. And everyone's waiting for her to make way for the next, yeah. including the next monarch, by the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you still have to show up at whatever is the public definition of 100%. Right? Yeah. You really can't take a break from the job, so to speak. Yeah. So really, I mean, what excuse do the rest of us have in terms of right. not being right. able to? Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you said about the ebb and flow being part of the process, rather than just there being an ebb and there being a flow, for the sake of it versus there being a process and a purpose. That is the true difference, I think, between so many other creatures and how we maybe live a slightly more programmed life. Of course, the more I observe other animals, I also notice that they are very singular about their purpose, right? Mm -hmm. A small creature with a finite lifespan of a few weeks is not really thinking about the big picture. It's like, I exist, I have to eat, I have to survive, I have to reproduce. Like It's very laser focused on what their outcome Mm -hmm. is. Maybe something to think about there as well. Correct. Because another story that really resonated with me in terms of what she was sharing and putting out there was the comedian Zarna Garg, who Mm. in her 40s, after having taken a career break for 15 plus years, children are teenagers or having headed to college, etc. She took up stand-up comedy. And today she's on stage with the likes of uh, Tina Fey and all the big names in American comedy, by sheer grit and perseverance saying that, hey, during the pandemic, we lost all our ability to earn as a family unit because of whatever work and nature of work that they were in. And I need to bring it home. And and I need to do this. And I happen to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I've chosen something that I enjoy. And like she's working through the holiday season and her kids are working with her and helping her and supporting her in different ways during uh, the, the weekends and while they apply for colleges and go through stressful personal times too. And I think that's another approach to say, hey, I found my zone. There is an audience for my zone now and I enjoy it and they enjoy it and I'll make the most of it. And yeah. if she started reading 
posts and saying, oh, you can also take rest. She can and she does and she will. But it takes away from the sheer energy that she's bringing to her work today. Yeah, a different kind of life is going to come at a different kind of spectrum of choices. And to be okay with that more than anything. And yeah, honestly, from personal experience, it was a struggle. It really was. But at some point when I weighed the choice between not doing it in the interest of all the other conditions versus doing it and figuring the conditions out as in when they appear, I I think my choice is very, very obvious to me. Yeah. And we said we're not going to... Uh, talk about what do we see for 2024 because honestly we have no clue yeah. uh, but we'll report it as <laughs> and when we see it <laughs> but we have no clue <laughs> what's going to happen yeah. between the health space for the for the global community things are yeah. kind of rearing their head again mm-hmm. or in terms of how the workspace is going to be but i think uh, one thing is clear that we're all slowly moving away from that construct in our mind that we have to follow a certain structure and but that by a certain age you should have done certain things or at any point of time you should have that one steady let's say corporate job or equivalent and other things you can call only a hobby and you can devote time to them only when you know this one is really well done Right. I think we're yeah. slowly because of the gig economy, because of hybrid work, because of just how we evolve as a species. We're realizing that we don't need to be tied down by those structures. We don't need to be one scene where the queen uh, is reminded that you signed up to serve for life. Right. We mm. haven't signed up. We mm. have the ability to make different choices, try them out, succeed fail, not enjoy it, find something else. When I had a few weeks where I said, I'm not going to do too much of client side work. I'm going to do a little bit more of learning or introspective work. That thought comes that who do I have to tell? Like when you're your own boss. Yeah. Yeah. And so many times that permission is self-reflective, right? Yeah. Because I think all these structures and how we've seen our parents work or uh, how we ourselves have worked in corporate avatars, there's always a, a process, a form to fill, a structure where you tell X, Y, Z, and this is what you say in your out of office. And there's somebody to contact in your absence. And there's nobody to contact in my absence. In my absence, yeah. My, in fact, you should have seen my out of office email. This I'm sure you've seen it actually. It just says, hi, I will be back on the 18th, please. <laughs> Regards. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's something that is going to be more and more the way of the world going forward, right? That you can do two different things. Like I can really focus on my coaching and then I can also crochet the life out of me and make beanies and booties for all family members. So that's the only permission that we have to give ourselves that go with the tide like your father said and (laughs) let it take you to different places, touch different things do multiple things at a time, ebb and flow with it. There are no rules to this game that are set in stone like they were for a few generations before us. So why not reap the benefits of that? Yeah, and I think that's probably the most reassuring thing to hear before the start of a new year, right? That the possibilities are endless and yeah. you are allowed to touch multiple shores and pick what you like. 
Right. So let's do that for this holiday break before somebody comes and says, what are your goals for the coming year? <laughs> My goal is joy. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> so have yourselves a lovely holiday season and a good break, hopefully, everyone. Thank you, small talkers, for being with us through this year and hope to see you on the other side. Bye. See you in 24. Please do remember to share, subscribe, follow and do leave us a nice rating or review. It really helps us move up the charts and reach more and more small talkers. Bye.